0: Amen. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? Come on, NCU. Amen. Amen. If the person you're next to is good looking, can you clap your hands? Amen. Some of y'all not clapping. Amen. Praise God. Well, hey, before you uh, sit down, can you shake hands with about three people and tell them something awesome is going to take place in your life? Something awesome. Something awesome. It's so good to be back at North Central University. I graduated uh, here uh, in 89 through 92. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Amen. And, And trust me, I'd had hair back then. Praise God. But for the sake of time, God has called me here Because there's a word that I want to drop in this house, and I believe that it is not an accident uh, for God to uh, uh, orchestrate for me to be here and to give me the word not only for you, but a word for this generation. And I'm excited to release it. So if you can, please, let's stand to our feet and look with me at Matthew chapter 14. If you are able to stand, let's stand for the reading of God's word. And, I, and forgive me for not going through all the formalities and uh, who to, to, to say thank you and welcome and those kinds of things. But I want to get into uh, God's word so you can get those delicious nuggets. Amen. And then delicious hamburgers. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor. Okay, you don't like that neighbor. Look at the other neighbor that you like. Amen. Say, neighbor, you are so blessed. You are really blessed to be standing next to me. If you don't like that neighbor, you can move to a different row. Look at Matthew chapter 14, please. We're going to begin at verse 22. And the Bible says, and immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and after he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Look at verse 24. But the boat was already many stadia away from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were frightened, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately, Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Before I preach this message, uh, I want to give you the title. And the title is simply, Excuse Me, He's Calling Me. Can't just tell your neighbor, just say, Excuse Me. Okay, they're they're not even looking at you. Tell the other neighbor, say, Other Neighbor, Excuse Me, He's Calling Me. Father, I pray that you would drop something in this house, just like you dropped it when I attended school here, that changed my life and changed the trajectory. I pray that you do something in these students' lives, that they can point back to this chapel, that it was there, something incredible happened in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I was raised up in Dayton, Ohio, and while I was in Dayton, Ohio, um, I was skinny, Uh, use your imagination, Uh, I had a big afro, really use your imagination, and I had pimples all over my face. I'm talking about the pimples, the acne that when you squeeze it, the pus would, would, would hit the mirror and start to drip down. Come on, somebody. I had a mama and a daddy. Now, my mama was as sweet as she could be, and when she would spank me, spank me, uh, she would cry. And and she would say things like, son, uh, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. So I said, then let me spank you then. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but then my daddy was different. When, my, uh, when I would get in trouble and, and my mom would say, wait till your daddy comes home. I go to bed early, put on my onesies, have the Bible open on my chest, <laughs> hold on to a teddy bear, hoping that he would have mercy upon his son. And he was a military man. He was a vet, a paratrooper. Come on, somebody. He was an MP. That's why I'm a little crazy. And so he would kick the door in. i pee all over myself. <laughs> and he would look at me and hover over me and say, boy, do you want a whooping? I say, can I pray about it? Come on, somebody. But I recall a time in Dayton, Ohio, when uh, uh, it was a, a a rainy, stormy evening and, and the wind was blowing, and my room was by the street light, and so the so the tree as a result of the wind and in the shadow, the branches would look like arms looked like arms through the shadow, like a monster coming to get me. It, 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 it was a storm and, 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 and I remember crying from my bedroom, Daddy! The boogeyman is gonna get me!" And my daddy would yell back, Boy, you better go to sleep, or else. How many of you know my daddy gave me a word? Come on somebody' You see when we look at this this text this morning and we look at Matthew chapter fourteen we, we already see in verse twenty three that 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 Jesus had to spend some time alone, spend some time alone where he uh, separated himself from the multitude where he sent the disciples ahead of them. Jesus is trying to show us that it's very important that you and I understand the importance of spending time with God. He is teaching us through his life that it is very important and needed in the life of the believer that he or she consistently develops a life lifestyle of prayer and being alone with God. I believe, I believe when we read this text this morning, I believe that God allows things to happen, not just to reveal him to you, but to also reveal you to you. Come on, somebody. Remember in Genesis chapter 22, Abraham was, was going to sacrifice his son Isaac, uh, uh, the father and the son going together. Me and my son Kenan, we were going uh, yesterday. Where were we going, son, to that hamburger place? What is it called? the red cow. Come on. The red cow. Moo. Come on somebody. That was a good hamburger. We went to the red cow. Father and son going to eat a hamburger. And could you imagine if I had to share a very important thought with my son. As we are at the table, we put in our order and I look across the table after our meal comes and says, son, I got to share something with you. The Lord told me to sacrifice you. Pastor, catch up. Come on, somebody. But, but, But understand here that Abraham was going to sacrifice his son. And right when he was getting ready to sacrifice his son, the Lord called out, Abraham, Abraham and it was there that there was a ram in the bush and one of God's covenant names, Jehovah Jireh God will provide or the God who provides. We see also in Luke chapter 5 when Jesus tells Peter to launch out into the deep. God's word translation says take the boat into deep water. So here is Peter Getting a command from Jesus, and Peter said, Jesus, come on, man, really I mean come on bro we we've been fishing all night, and we excuse my english we ain't caught nothing. Come on, somebody. But Peter said, well, you know, even though, okay, Lord, you told me to do it, nevertheless, uh, at your word, I will do it. Then we see in verse 8 that Simon Peter saw this. What did he see? He saw the great catch of fish. He fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Please understand that the Lord will not only show you him, but the Lord will also show you you. We see in verse 24 of Matthew chapter 14 that these disciples encountered a storm. They encountered a storm in the fourth watch of the night, which is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Isn't it interesting that Jesus did not mention nothing about a storm? Nobody got a tweet about a storm. Nobody got a DM about a storm. Did you get a text about a storm? Not even a hashtag storm coming. Come on, somebody. What am I trying to share with you is that how many of you know that Jesus does not tell you everything that is going to happen to you? He doesn't tell you everything that you're going to experience in life. He doesn't tell you everything that you're going to experience at North Central University. He doesn't tell you everything that you're going to experience when you step into full-time ministry, when you work for that company. He doesn't tell you everything that you're going to experience when you get married, when you're raising them crazy kids. He don't tell you everything that you're going to experience uh, on the mission field uh, as a youth pastor, uh, your first pastorate, uh, your second pastorate, uh, Jesus is not going to show you uh, everything. Uh, If God showed you everything that was going to happen, Lord, uh, have mercy. Uh, If God showed you the hell uh, that you was going to experience, uh, the tears uh, that were going to fall from your eyes, uh, if he showed you and told you about the pain in the betrayal, in the sickness you were going to experience, if the Lord showed you all the disappointments, all the heartaches, and all the heartbreaks, in the suffering, in the sleepless nights, if the Lord showed you everything that you was going to experience, it would change your tune from, I have decided to follow Jesus. Jesus, Woo. And you just got a vision of what the Lord said you're going to experience. It would change your tune. You would say, turn the lights on. Stop the smoke machine because I'm not following Jesus. Come on, somebody. How many of you know that it is a journey of faith? Tell your neighbor it's a journey of faith. It's a journey of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The New American Standard says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. The Good News Translation says, Indeed, our lives are guided by faith and not by sight. You see, there's got to be a place in the life of the believer. Come on. In the life of those who attend North Central University, those who are employed by NCU, where we simply say, Lord, I trust you. Psalm chapter 37, verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Sometimes all you can say, students, is say, Lord, I trust you. When it hurts, Lord, I trust you. Health problems, Lord, I trust you. Tears, Lord, I trust you. Don't have enough, Lord, I trust you. Death, bad news, your money is due. You're at the darkest point in your life, Lord. I trust you. You're questioning the call of God. Lord, I trust you. Your mind is tormented. Lord, I trust you. The unexpected happens. Lord, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. I don't know everything. I don't know what's going to happen. But Lord, I trust you. Can you lift your hands and shout, Lord, I trust you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 6, verses uh, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. These disciples were in a storm. These disciples were in a storm, they did not ask for it, they did not pray for it, nor did they desire it, but they were in a storm. Dear Lord, we, the people of God, the body of Christ, we are experiencing a storm. We are experiencing storms globally, nationally, And locally, political storms, racial storms, financial storms, mental storms, psychological storms, relational storms, spiritual storms, and societal storms. In the midst of the storm. Come on, I feel like preaching now. Here comes Jesus. Come on, somebody. (laughs) <laughs> the lily of the valley. The bright in the morning star. The miracle worker. The baptist tizer, the the chain breaker. Come on, somebody. The first and the last. The the alpha and the omega. The, The son of God and the son of man. I'm talking about Mary's baby and Joseph's boy. Here comes Jesus walking on the water. I don't care how powerful the storm is. I want to share with you two things before we get out of here. The first thing is that Jesus is moving. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor Jesus is moving. Come on, say it with some enthusiasm. Jesus is moving. Come on, say it like them nuggets is good. Jesus is moving. Jesus is moving in Africa. He's moving in India. He's moving across the Caribbean Islands. He's moving in South America. He's moving in Europe. Jesus is moving in Australia. He's moving in China. He's moving in South Korea. He's moving in the United States In the United Kingdom. I don't care what they're talking about on Fox News, CNN, MSN BC or Sesame Street, I want you to know that Jesus is moving. Clap your hands and say amen. amen. Hold up, hold up. Not the slow music yet. Not the slow music yet. Hold up. We're almost done. Hold up. I'm saying God is moving. People are getting saved. People are being delivered. People are being baptized. When it was bad politically, when it was bad socially, when it was bad spiritually, when it was bad racially, it gave birth to the first great awakening, the second great awakening, Azusa Street Revival, the Layman's Revival, the Welsh Revival, Chile Revival, and Ashbury University Revival. So here is Jesus walking. Come on. He's moving on the waters and you got the disciples in the boat who did not even recognize Jesus. Are you kidding me? You ate with Jesus? You travel with Jesus? You say you have a relationship with Jesus? You say you know Jesus and you can't recognize Jesus? They say it's a ghost. Let me tell you that many believers are praying for revival. Can I tell you this coming move of God. This revival is going to make you uncomfortable. It's not. It's going to look different. It's going to sound different. It's going to flow different. If we are not careful because we lack discernment, we will curse what God has caused. We will reject what God has released. We will bury what God has birthed. The second Second thing, number two, uh, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, When you come to chapel, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, Your professors, uh, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, Your president, uh, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, When you go to church, uh, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, When you open your Bible, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, Your parents, uh, Jesus uh, is speaking. Uh, He is still speaking uh, in the Storm. Even though the rain is falling uh, in this chaos, Jesus uh, is still speaking. Let me wrap this up. My God. Excuse me. He's calling me. Peter! you not to launch out into the deep, not to cast your nets on the other side. He's calling you to walk on water. You don't think Jesus knew who he was calling? You don't think Jesus knew he was calling a fisherman who was uneducated, had a foul mouth? You don't think Jesus knew who he was calling The one who would betray him. You don't think Jesus knew who he was calling? Oh my God, when Jesus called you, he knew what he was getting. Trust me, you wasn't the smartest. Trust me, you wasn't the prettiest. Trust me, you wasn't the most good looking. But he called you anyway. Hallelujah. I'm just so grateful. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful that Jesus called me. Is anybody else grateful that Jesus called you? Jesus called you. I'm glad that he called me. When you was hurting, he called you. When you was broken, he called you. When you were suicidal, he called you. When you was depressed, he called you. When you wanted to run away from home, he called you. When you was nasty and freaky, he called you. When you were smoking weed, smoking blunts, and smoking trees, and ecstasy, he called you. Come on, somebody. He called you when you was molested. He called you when you was abused. He called you when you was raped. He called you when you thought God abandoned you. I want you to know, N.C.U., that God called you can we stand up on our feet please he's calling your generation my umbrella son he's calling your generation thank you to walk on water can I tell you as I get ready to release those to the altar and release those for chicken nuggets, and hot stale fries. But I want to let you know that it's in you. Tell three people it's in you. It's in you. Peter didn't know when when Jesus called him to follow him, he didn't know that he would one day walk on water, but Peter, it's in you. It's in you to write books. It's, It's in you to write songs. It's in you. It's in you to influence nations. It's in you. It's in you to make a difference. It's in you. It's in you to be a CEO, a COO. It's in you. It's in you to own your own company, your own business. It's in you to be a president. It's in you to be a missionary. It's in you to be a pastor. It's in you. It's in you to travel across the country. It's in you. It's in you to make a difference. It's in you to walk on water. During China's China's Boxer Rebellion of 1900, insurgents captured a mission station that was a Christian school. They blocked all the gates but one. In the front of that one gate, they placed a cross flat on the muddy ground. Then the word was passed to those inside that any who would trample the cross underfoot would be permitted their freedom in their life. But any refusing would be shot on the spot. Terribly frightened, the first seven students trampled the cross under their feet and were allowed to go free. But the eighth student One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But the eighth student, a young girl, refused to commit the sacrilegious act. Kneeling beside the cross in prayer for strength and courage, she arose and navigated carefully around the cross and went out to face the firing squad. Strengthened by her example, every one of the remaining 92 students followed her to the same place. All I want to say is this altar call is not for salvation, This altar call is for those who want to be a vessel for transformation. This altar call is for the eighth student. This altar call is for the eighth student that would say, I want to walk on water. This altar call is for that NCU student that would say, I hear the Lord calling me. I've been playing it safe for too long. I've been trying to to blend in. But I hear the Lord calling me to step out of the boat. He's calling me to be the eighth student on the count of three. If you want to walk on water, you want to be a part of that generation. And I understand some, some of you may have to go. That's fine. No pressure, no judgment. But if you're saying, before I go and continue my day, I want to answer the call to walk on water. I want to be the eighth student. If that is you, I want you to come to this altar. As praise, the praise and worship team begins to play on a count of three. One. Two. Three, if that's you, come forward. If that's you, come forward. I want to walk on water. In the balcony, come down. If that's you, I want to walk on water. Excuse me. He's calling me. Excuse me. He's calling me. You, you can begin praising Excuse me. He's calling me. You go ahead and stay in the boat. But he's calling me. Excuse me. He's calling me. I'm the eighth student. I'm the eighth student. Excuse me. He's calling me. Before I pray, quickly lift your hands and begin to worship God. Worship in the storm. Worship in the storm. Worship in times of uncertainty. Worship in times of uncertainty. He called you. Excuse me. He's calling me. He's calling me to walk on water. It's in you. He's calling you to walk on water it's in you step out walk on water there's got to be a generation that will walk on water are you ready to be a part of that generation that's ready to walk on water i hear you lord i don't have it all together But I say yes. I say yes. I'm ready to walk on water. I was born to walk on water. I was created to walk on water. I was made to walk on water. You preserved my life to walk on, for me to walk on water. And I'm ready, Lord, to be a water walker. I'm ready, Lord to be a part of a generation that will walk on water. I'm ready to leave people who want to stay in a boat and play it safe and be comfortable. But you're calling me to walk on water. And I say yes. I don't understand everything. I don't have it figured out. But I say I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready to walk on water, to walk on water. I'm ready, I'm ready. Let me pray, let me pray. I've kept you long enough. I thought I was talking to a generation of water walkers. But some of y'all want me to hurry up and get done so you can eat them chicken nuggets. Okay, I'm going to hurry up. But next time I come to preach at North Central, please eat a good breakfast. Come on, somebody. Were you blessed today? Were you blessed today? I think that was 12 people. Were you blessed today? Were you blessed today? (laughs) Lift your hands. Stay right there, musicians. I like that. I like that groove. I'm getting ready to release you not to go eat. I'm getting ready to release you not to go to class. But I'm getting ready to release you to walk on water. I'm getting ready to release you not to step out of stuff. I'm getting ready to release you to step into things that will blow your mind. Things that God revealed to you in a vision things your mama and your daddy pray for you about. You're getting ready to walk on water, to step into the amazing. You're getting ready to step into awesome. You're getting ready to walk on top of incredible. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that there is a generation in Minneapolis, Minnesota, At North Central University, that you have called in the midst of a nation that is in a storm. And they step out of the boat to answer your call. So I pray that you would give them the focus, you would give them the courage, you would give them the faith, the tenacity. Not to be distracted, but to keep walking on water. Use this generation to walk on water. Now begin to worship him right now. Begin to worship him. Begin to worship him.